This is Saturday, October the 7th. You ever been surprised to hear that someone came to faith in Jesus? Perhaps it was someone you wrote off, someone who did not seem likely to have an open mind or an open heart. One of the books that I'm reading right now is entitled Coming to Faith Through Dawkins. The book is comprised of essays by people who came to faith motivated, at least in part, by the New Atheist Movement, led by men like Richard Dawkins. I love stories, and even more, personal stories of people who have come to faith. For example, two of the stories come from people born and raised in communist countries where faith of any kind was discouraged. Religious faith was secreted away and kept from children. Yet a hunger for meaning and truth and a push from people like Richard Dawkins brought them to faith. You might wonder, how could an atheist philosopher help them come to faith? Partially by being a bad philosopher, but more importantly by showing the implications of atheisms. atheism. For example, Atheists grope in the dark for an explanation for it, of why anything exists in our world rather than nothing. They do also do not have a way to support the dignity that is inherent in being human or a solid basis for moral philosophy. Now, I share with you the story of these people who came to faith because we can be tempted to think that we are the only ones seeking God are the only ones in whose lives God is working. Now here's our text for today, Acts chapter 18, verse 9 to 11. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one is going to attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. Now, Paul's ministry in Corinth was tough going for him for a number of reasons. First, his own people, the Jewish people, ultimately reject him. They were threatening in their opposition. And then the work got slower and more difficult because leading Gentiles to faith required much more preparation a longer timeline for teaching and preaching. Paul was ready to leave, but the Lord spoke to him in a vision. Now, we need to remember that the Lord didn't appear to him every day like this. These moments were rare and only took place when the Lord wanted to clearly redirect Paul. And notice what the Lord tells him. He says, first, don't be afraid. Now, the Lord often tells his prophets and servants this. Often ministry can take us to some frightening places. Later in Paul's ministry, a hit was ordered on him, putting his life in danger. At this time, the Lord tells Paul not to be afraid because he is with them. The Lord will protect him. And the Lord also gives Paul the assurance there'll be no more attacks on him in Corinth. Then the Lord tells him, I have many people in this city. Really? If this is true, why hasn't Paul seen them? Why does he feel like he has so little support? What is the Lord telling him? The Lord is trying to show Paul that he is working in the lives of many people. 
They're people that need to hear his message. People will respond because God has already begun this work in them. Now, we need to believe this, too, as we look at our city. We're tempted to feel that people are far from God. But the truth is that God is not far from any one of us. One woman I read about in that book grew up in, a communist, in communist Hungary when it was a Soviet country. She tells her story, as recorded in her essay. She says, one day, walking on a beach, watching the gentle bay waves roll in and sandpipers running around, the words just came to me, and I realized they were true. I believe in God. Hers had been a story, a journey of decades of seeking, questioning, doubting, that led her to faith in God and ultimately to knowing Jesus. As I heard her story, it made me wonder how many people around me each day are in the same process. God is working in their lives, revealing his presence ever so slowly. God has many such people in this city. The meaning of this vision that from God was clear to Paul. The Lord wanted him to stay put, to continue to share the message without fear, and to wait upon God for fruit to come. Reading about this experience of Paul is a reminder to us as well. You may not expect to remain in Miami for long, maybe until you finish college or you get your next job move. But as I often tell people, be here until you're not. See your calling here until the Lord calls you elsewhere. Engage in the life of the city. See yourself as God's servant here in the way you live and look for ways to share the gospel in word and in deed. Because God is at work here. From where I sit, I see God drawing people to himself and revealing his glory. He is also at work in you to teach you how to apply the gospel where you live. And remember, you are where you are living by God's providence, his sovereign purpose. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, you have made each person and placed upon each human being this stamp of your image. You've also placed us where we are with purpose. Remind us of this today as we go about life in the city. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.